everybody. Welcome to the Plus Six Podcast. My name is Pete, and I go by the name of AFL Ratings. Pete on Twitter. So, what would like to welcome Mitch Cleary to the podcast today? Thanks, Pete. Looking forward to it, mate. Thanks for having me on. You've got an exciting project coming up with Sam McClure talking trades this season. Yeah, the two rival journos. We've butted heads over the years, but now we're coming together on a new podcast called The Trading. So, starting in the next uh, week or two, I know it might have turned a few noses in the uh, the fantasy world with another podcast that runs by a similar name. But uh, um, no, looking forward to talking all things trade, free agency, and uh, and list management. Given uh, it's such a big space now, and I find fans and getting more and more educated as each year goes on to in this space. So, yeah, can't wait to chat about it for the entire year rather than just uh, the two, three weeks of trade period. Yeah, the c- consumption should be huge. I know I will be consuming it, but it's just uh, works back into what clubs are actually doing at this time of year, even though it's before round one, is that a lot of deals are being negotiated right now. Yeah, all player managers and all coaches, uh, sorry, list managers are all full-time, so... You know, you walk into a cafe in uh, South Yarra, Paran, Docklands at the moment, you're bound to see a, a player manager meeting with a list manager. Uh, these conversations are going on right now. And I dare say, although we don't know it just yet, I reckon there'd be a trade that come October this year that goes through, that the clubs come out and say this was done in January, February of the same, same year. So we've got to try and find out what those are. And, and clubs are getting busier earlier each year. And that's why I think uh, the space is uh, is open for a, for a uh, platform like this to, to chat about it. Love it. Can't wait for it. And I will be consuming it there, that's for sure. Already we have Mitch on the podcast today to discuss North Melbourne, Richmond, St Kilda and the Western Bulldogs. We are talking AFL Fantasy season-long classic mode. This discussion is a pre-season talk on, again, North Melbourne, Richmond, St Kilda and the Bulldogs. This podcast is being recorded on Monday morning, March the 6th, and of course the news is being crushed out for you on the AFL Ratings Network. The content is free, likes and retweets are always appreciated. Again, as we go less than two weeks into the start of the season now, make necessary adjustments as news comes to hand. Already Mitch North Melbourne straight into it, Alistair Clarkson will use this year to develop and shape the playing list and game style. Definitely. Harry Sheasel's point A in that debate, Pete, because we saw on the weekend he started forward, He's got great impact as a goal scorer, but then we saw him taking kickouts late in the game against um, the Western Bulldogs at, at Icon Park. So, yeah, I think he's going to throw the magnets around. Um, that midfield core should be the same. You know, Luke Davies, Uniac, Will Phillips, uh, Ben Cunnington will be, you know, mid with a bit of forward this year. But some of these other guys, I think they can expect their magnets to be thrown around, that's for sure. Certainly a fluid situation for me all season long. So you just mentioned Harry Sheasel there. So, again, a flexible option to be used behind the ball. But for me, I'm expecting still mostly forward. I think mostly forward, yeah. But I think we saw with Alistair Clarkson's early pre-Christmas moves was that Taran Thomas was going to be used as that half-back distributor. And Alistair Clarkson typically is like ball users in his back half. And it's probably an area outside of Aaron Hall that the Roos haven't really had over the last couple of years. So, um you know, Taran Thomas, we can't see him playing early in the season, given what's happened off-field. So maybe it's an option for them to, to have a user like Harry Sheasel, who's very polished with ball in hand, um, as an option, I think, um, to, to play behind the ball, given what Clarko's done in his previous tenure at the Hawks. Already next one here, fantasy coaches should keep an eye on George Wardlaw throughout the season after a slow build into his first year in the AFL system. Yeah, he'll be an awesome downgrade option at some stage. The hamstrings have been an issue for him, and they're just trying to get his conditioning right at the moment. But I think we'll see George Wardlaw have an, Wardlaw have an impact 
you know, around that six, round six, eight, ten mark, um, I think he should get some early games. Um, but, you know, he'd be uh, a perfect downgrade and um, he's shown in his under-18 time that he can make an impact off injury, um, albeit it's going to be a different setup of fish at AFL level. OK, we'll be right back. OK, Mitch, so Richmond now, players have been moved out of the midfield for Jacob Hopper and Tim Taranto to take over as the prime ball winners. Yeah, Trent Cotchin's a big one there. He's going to be starting at half forward. Um, I think he will sort of push up to the up the ground at times, but um, he's going to be starting inside 50 for a lot. Shay Bolton's the one that, that interests me. I, I would have thought his natural progression was to be as a as a centre bounce midfielder and have that dynamic sidestep that he's so good at uh, working in Richmond's favour at centre bounces. But it looks like he might still himself play a lot forward. Dusty Martin's the same. So I think their their main centre bounce combination will be Nank, uh, Prestia, provided what happens with his injury, um, Hopper, and then Taranto, um, and then you know pinch hits from those guys we mentioned, Bolton. Um, Cochin, Martin. The one that I do like as well is Tyler Sonzi, but um, you know he might be a bit more of a longer, a longer build. Um, you know, under Damien Hardwick's plans. The next one here, Dustin Martin has moved forward, but he still has the license to roam anywhere in the ground and impact. So from what I did see in preseason down at the Tigers, so he would start half forward and he would drift all the way up to D50. Yeah, I think that's his best role. Um, he's not going to be out of the goal square and, and stay at home. I think he's the best inside forward 50 kick in the competition. That laser right foot can can go 60 metres, uh, not much height above the ground. Um, he's a, a super distributor, and they'll want the ball in his hands as much as possible. In terms of uh, high numbers, you know, he won't be getting 30-plus a week of of the old Dustin Martin at his prime, but... I think he's still going to have a massive impact for Damien Hardwick to win games of footy. Next one here, Damien Hardwick is in favour of managing his players throughout the season, which is a big watch for fantasy coaches. Yeah, I saw this article on afl.com.au from the great Riley Beveridge talking about uh, Dimmer, um, uh, you know, looking at the Geelong model and how well that works. So I think we might see it a little bit more this year, especially with our older guys. Um, but there is going to be a big reliance on Jack Revolt to start the year without... Um, you know, a massive preseason for Tom Lynch. So uh, maybe we see those older guys, Cochin, Revolt, um, Grimes. I think Grimes will be definitely one that they manage, um, given his hamstring history, and they've really, really eased him off in preseason. Um, yeah, can you see how Dimmer follows the Chris Scott lead there, which is uh, interesting for Geelong and Richmond fans. They can uh, thrash it out on Twitter like they like to, um, <laughs> over which coach has the best mentality. Absolutely. So we'll be right back. Okay, Mitch St Kilda now, so we are surely going to see Matthias Filippo uh, debut in round one. Oh, I'm in love with this kid. I had an interview with him last night on Seven News that ran. Uh, he is a breath of fresh air, Matthias Filippo, and I think we'll have an instant impact at the Saints. He may not be the biggest fantasy scorer. I think he's going to be more of a half forward that pushes into the midfield for little spurts. I think um, that St Kilda midfield centre bounce combination is pretty well set. Um, but I think this kid, you know, be a goal or two a game player, have his 15 disposals, and he's got a booming left foot. That's one thing I didn't really appreciate mm. until watching him in the flesh at St Kilda training. We'd all seen the highlights of him leading into the draft, but watching him at training, um, that penetrating left foot is going to do some damage this year for the Saints. I think he's that expected player they've been crying out for, and someone with a bit of character and confidence. Let's hope that it isn't knocked out of him uh, in the AFL system. Nazai Wanganin-Malira has moved to defence 
uh, in this preseason. Yeah, and it's similar to what we spoke uh, about earlier with the, the you know the Taran Thomas Harry Sheasel move at half back. I think Ross Lyon will be keen for a, a user out of his back half, and there's probably no better user on the St Kilda list than uh, Nazar Wanganee Miller. Um, really keen to see what he can do with another preseason under his belt. He's lightly built, um, but doesn't mean he can't get the ball in his hands and distribute. What does that mean for Jack Sinclair? You know, will that hurt his? Um, disposals potentially but then again Bradley Hill looks like he'll move um, purely as a wingman so there is still some roles uh, there across halfback you would think and next one here for the Saints Rowan Marshall should take ownership of that number one ruck role this season yeah he's uh, you know along with Tim English I think in the Australian calculations for me is that that pure ruckman especially with what Gorn and Grundy are doing Uh, Marshall's 26 now so he's come on that age where, you know, he should be starting to, to make a good impact on games. And, uh, you know, they haven't really got anyone else alongside him now that Ryder's retired. So, yeah, watch for him to, to, to go big this year. And um, I was at some pre-season training, uh, interviewed him uh, a few months ago, and he was going toe-to-toe with Bradley Hill in, in some of the running Rowan Marshall. So I think he told me he's never lifted heavier in the gym and he's never run better on the track. Uh, hopefully an injury-free pre-season. pre-season can all come together for Ron Marshall to, to produce a big season. Outstanding. We'll be right back. Okay, Mitch, Western Bulldogs. So Marcus Bontempelli has completed a very strong preseason. Yeah, uh, he had that foot injury at times last year. I think he looks angry this year, Marcus Bontempelli. I think he wants to make a, a point that he's still one of the best midfielders in the competition. I, I expect a big year from Marcus Bontempelli. Uh, even Brownlow sort of conversation, I think, last year is a little bit hampered by injury. Um, you know, he's lost uh, a former good mate in Josh Dunkley up to the Lions. I think there's going to be good reliance now on Marcus Bontempelli to stand up in this midfield and, and really take it by the horns. Um, keen to see what he can do this year um, with a full preseason under his belt, as you said. The next one here has been resonating with me all over preseason is that Luke Beveridge has never had this many quality tall options, forward or defence. So do you think faster ball movement is possible to exploit opposition key defenders? Yeah, it's a good point. Um, probably less chip-chip and, and more of that get it in. I, I'm still staggered on how this is going to work with Lobb, Hugo Hagen, Norton and Darcy all playing potentially in the same forward line. I would like to think that with Ryan Gardner's elbow injury to start the year that that Sam Darcy might start in defence, but it worked on the weekend against North Melbourne. North Melbourne aren't flush with key back stars, um, but they did expose them um, when they got the ball in quick and long. I think those players, those four key tools combined for, for 10 or 11 goals. So he's going to try it. He'll try it at some stage, but I still think Sam Darcy's best position early in the season, especially without Ryan Gardner, is at centre-half back. But Bevo, he does like throwing the magnets around, doesn't he? Absolutely. So the next one here, can Bailey Smith take his game to a new level this year? Well, I think I've seen him more at centre bounces this year than what he typically has. He, he's been used at wing and um, half forward a lot uh, in the Luke Beveridge model in previous years. But I think with Dunkley going out, I think Bailey Smith's centre bounces should increase. A little bit of an interrupt in pre-season. Had a bit of, I think, calf tightness or, or you know body soreness at stages. Cost him a few weeks of high-end training. Um, but he's a star, Bailey Smith, and it's hard. It's easy to forget that he's only, what is he, 22, 23? Like it, it is pretty crazy um, of what he's been able to achieve in the game already. So I expect another strong season from him. And just one I didn't forward to you earlier, just a question. 
just off the spec here, so the sub is being introduced this year, so anytime sub, so more tactical. Uh, I'm just keen to get some thoughts on how you think that's going to play out. Well, good segue off the Bulldogs. Luke Beveridge last year tried to tell us what. He was big on that if they actually brought the five interchange in that was being mooted at times, yeah. that um, that he would only use the four and then have the other one as a sub. So he's got his way to a degree. Um, I think what we'll see, and Melbourne, you know, will try this, I think, at times, is it'll we'll see a runner sub, provided there's no injuries um, and the, the club needs to use it earlier in matches. I think we'll see a big subbed off for a runner late in games. I think that'll typically be the model this year as opposed to, well, you know, Chris Fagan tried the Darcy Thought sub option last year that worked at times um, as the, the second ruck on the on the uh, the sub bench, but I think that'll typically be the go. But, yeah, really keen to see how it's worked because we don't really get a good look at it, do we, in pre-season exactly. because they've got essentially multiple subs that they can use or, you know, extended bench. So clubs, I think, will have a few plans up their sleeve that we haven't yet seen. And that comes back into the teams going with more flexible options through midfields and obviously secondary roles. Is it For me, yeah, for me it's a runner, definitely, because obviously, you know, late in the game, if you... And we've seen it when the sub was brought in um, recently, the last couple of years, is that I think it was that first Carlton game, is that ever, most players were at a, a, a slower level compared to the start of the game, and you just brought someone yeah. in and just added a whole different dynamic, obviously with a fresh speed type player. Yeah, absolutely. And then, you know, it's a good chance for a young player to come in and at least this year they won't be stranded on the bench. Um, you know, like previously we've seen debutants brought in and, and not even brought onto the ground. I think it's a great chance for a, a first or second year player to come on when the game's got a little bit of heat out of it, as you mentioned, with the, the speed out of the game and they can come on and, and make an impact. Because all you hear from first and second year players is the biggest change for them is the speed of the game. So being used to that sub might be easier for them to, to make an impact. Very good. And obviously it's a, an area of discussion and sort of thought process for fancy coaches, especially when they're uh, siding on those lower salary type players. All right, Mitch, so thank you for joining us today. So where can the listeners find you? You can find me each night on the 7 News, 6.45pm, hopefully dropping uh, some fantasy news between now and the start of the season. Uh, I'll be on the 7 News broadcast on, on Saturday nights this year. Looking forward to that. Um, round one should be a beauty. Melbourne and the Western Bulldogs, we've got a great game to start the year. And then, as always, on Twitter, hopefully uh, dropping a few little injury and, and uh, fantasy updates throughout the season. All right, Mitch, thank you for joining us today. Thanks, Pete.